Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For season three, I'm focusing on the importance of social connections and the positive effects relationships can have on our happiness and well-being. Studies show that when we feel more connected to each other, we have lower levels of anxiety and depression. We develop higher self-esteem and show greater empathy for others. We're also more trusting and cooperative ourselves. And in return, we enjoy more trust and cooperation from others. Each episode this season, I'll invite a guest whose connection and friendship has brought happiness into my life, some I have known for years and some I've just met. My guest today is Jessica Murfin. I met Jessica last month through work she was doing with my husband's company. He introduced us and we immediately saw how our love of positive psychology and leadership development connected us. We nerded out talking about strengths constellations, finding our element, and the happiness document, Happify. You'll get to meet Jessica in a minute. The first thing that has brightened my day is Get Air. Get Air is a trampoline park that I took my daughter to recently. We were both sick and tired of being stuck in the house, so we decided to go jump our sillies out. If you've never been to a trampoline park, I highly recommend it. I haven't had so much fun in a long time. For one hour, we jumped and twirled and did cartwheels and fell down and got up again and jumped higher and higher. They even had an obstacle course where you climbed ladders and swung from ropes and a few other things, which I didn't try. At one point, Aria looked at me and she said, Mommy, you're sweaty. Yes, I was. And it felt amazing. The next morning, I didn't feel as amazing. It was funny. I thought my legs would be sore, but my legs were fine. It was my upper body, especially around my shoulders, that ached. But it didn't hurt enough to wipe the huge grin off my face from all the fun we had had. The second thing that has brightened my day is Cobra Kai. If you grew up in the 80s like I did, you were aware of the Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi. It's the classic hero's journey from new kid in town, misfit, to enlightened, wise defender of honor, or simply stated, good triumphs over evil. Cobra Kai picks up with some of the characters 30 years later. I won't go into the show here, but one of the quotes stuck with me. Daniel is remembering some good advice he got from Mr. Miyagi. daniel son. Man who work for passion, always richer than man who works for money. I had just attended a presentation given by Marcus Buckingham talking about his new book, Love and Work. The research and his message were clear. Find out how that thing you love leads to contribution. Because when you look for and see excellence at work, there's always love in it. 
it was good to take a moment to reflect on what do I love? What drives me? What gives me a kick? What do I pay attention to? What projects do I instinctively volunteer for? And what clicks for me? Marcus also shared that to avoid burnout, you need to be able to spend at least 20% of your time doing activities that you love. He likened these activities to red threads. You don't need a red quilt to be happy. You just need the ability to weave red threads through the quilt. I'm pretty sure I know what those red threads are for me. The question I have for myself now is, what red threads will I weave today? The third thing that has brightened my day is the book I'm reading for the Salem Library February Book Club, A Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. It's a wonderful story of a 16-year-old girl living in Tokyo whose solace comes from writing in her diary to all the way across the Pacific to a remote island where a female novelist finds a diary washed ashore in a Hello Kitty lunchbox, possibly from a terrible tsunami. Their stories intertwine and the past weaves into the future. In one part of the story, I learned about Zazen, a sitting meditation meant to give insight into your true nature of being. The girl in the story is taught Zazen by her great-grandmother, who was a Buddhist nun. I loved the simplicity with which it was described. You breathe in and breathe out, and that's one. You breathe in and you breathe out, and that's two. And you do this up to ten, and then start again. You sit on a zafu, which is a cushion. You rest your hands in your lap or around your navel, with the back of your right hand resting in the palm of your left hand. I'm not the best at sitting still and meditating, but I know there are so many benefits. When I sat in this zazen position and I practiced breathing in and out, counting to 10 and starting over, there was such a peaceful presence that came over me. In a very anti-Zen way, I got excited about this and I went on Amazon and I found Amazon's Choice Zafu Cushion that gets really good reviews and I ordered it. Now I will wait until it arrives. My guest today is Jessica Murfin. Jessica is the Partnership Specialist for Western Oregon University. She is also an instructor in psychology with a focus on positive psychology and creativity, and in the Organizational Leadership Master's Program through Woo's Salem Campus, with a focus on leadership for creativity and innovation. Fun facts about Jessica, she used to work at Disneyland in California and for American Girl in their Seattle store. I knew Jessica and I would become fast friends when in our first meeting she referenced being in flow and the works of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you, Lisa. I'm excited to be here. Before we get into the three things that have brightened your day, would you mind sharing, first of all, what drew you to positive psychology? And then is there a particular exercise in positive psychology you practice more than others? I started doing a gratitude journal. I think it was in high school and it's one of those ones, you know, Oprah was big on that at that <laughs> time. And um, I definitely struggled with 
depression actually during high school and was going through it a rough time. Then my dad was really sick and I just kind of, you know, needed something to comfort me and to sort of bring back the joy in my life. So I started this gratitude journal. I bought one, um, you know, and it had like lines for every day and just kind of helped structure and give me a framework for that. And I found a positive boost from that. And I thought that that was a really beneficial thing. And so I kept that going. I started writing, doing those types of things. I can't remember the exact time when I heard about positive psychology as a field or as a term, but with struggling through, um, through depression, my dad eventually passed away, struggling through grief. Mm -hmm. I wanted to look at ways that I could be happier, right? And like, mm -hmm. there have to be ways that I can be happier. And I wasn't finding what I wanted in traditional psychology. There was just a very large focus on abnormal psych and depression and kind of what now I call this deficit model. That's what we talk about in positive mm -hmm. psych is that regular psychology is has a deficit model. And Martin Seligman, father mm -hmm. of positive psychology, calls it being half-baked. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the full picture. It's not the full story. And so I started to seek out ways to improve my happiness. So I just started seeking out what did people say that about things that boosted your happiness. I did meditation when I was in college. I had a dance background and I made sure that I took time to take dance classes. I went to school um, the first time by Disneyland. And so <laughs> I went to the happiest place on earth and just experienced the benefits that came from focusing on the things that made me happy. Beyond that, realizing how much the way somebody viewed life, glass mm. half empty, glass mm -hmm. half full, or even just if they were an optimistic person or a pessimist person, how that impacted how they experienced their day. And so I just started kind of doing a deep dive into that and into what psychology, human behavior said about more optimistic people that led to positive organizational psychology and me going to get a second bachelor's degree and a graduate degree in positive psych. So it took me a while to get there, but it was really a very personal journey that started it and then trying to find ways to improve the lives of others. I found such benefit in my own. I wanted to help other people, whether that's personally or in the workplace. Um, wow. And to your second question, practices. I was like, I do so many. I was trying to think of some practices I do. And I think the thing that really underlies everything is mindfulness because mm -hmm. without mindfulness, I can't practice gratitude because I don't notice what there is to be grateful for. And without mindfulness, I don't realize how much I love doing an activity. If I'm not aware, if I'm not mindful mm -hmm. of the experience of that activity or the benefit that comes from it. Um, so I really think that probably I practice meditation, I practice yoga, but I think just the act of being mindful, being aware, I'm not Buddhist, but I love this quote that is attributed to Buddha, be where you are, otherwise you will miss your life. Mm -hmm. And just being mindful and being in the present moment so that all of these other wonderful positive psychology practices can have the impact that they're meant to and that you can just remember to do them. I love how you talked about, well, it all started with gratitude, right? A gratitude journal. But you were mentioning on your journey, you did practice-based evidence. You know, usually we read yeah. studies where it's <laughs> evidence-based practice, but you tried it first and said, look at the difference it made for me. I want to share this with others. I love that. Yes. Well, now I'd love to hear what are the things that have brightened your day lately? Yeah, so many things brighten my day. I would say the first kind of, I'm going to do a category because I'm a maximizer. So I'm going to fit <laughs> okay. two things into one. Um, so a category, I would say animals. 
because I've always loved animals. I actually used to want to be a vet and then no, I'm good. (laughs) But (laughs) I've been spending a lot of time at my mom's house and she lives on several acres. And it, I joke that it is a wildlife refuge because it basically kind of is. And we have collected over time and more recently seven deer, five that come consistently. But at one time there were seven deer. And so I have been able to go out and feed them to the point where they come running. Like if you've never had a little deer come running towards you, excited oh. to see you because you're <laughs> going to give it an apple, like that is the best feeling ever. And so my joke has become that I'm snow white and the seven deer. Um, (laughs) And so that has just completely brightened my day. And even if I'm having, I'm I'm working, you know, remotely and then in person, some, some more hybrid, but the days where I'm really stressed out, if I am working from my mom's house and a deer shows up, like, I don't care what has been going on in my day that can't feel negative at all. When you have a tiny little deer staring at you excited, because you're going to give it food. So that has brightened my day. And then the other animal would be, I just, you know, pets have such a big impact and there is evidence, (laughs) you know, to, to support that, but also just in practice, just how grateful I am for my, I call her my little golden fur nugget. I have a little (laughs) yellow cat and she rescued me. She was a stray. And one of the biggest things that I noticed, the difference that she has made in my life is she's really smart and really funny. And she'll do just all these crazy antics. And I realized before I got her that I had gone years without laughing spontaneously, like gut busting laughter. And recently somebody posed the question, when is the last time that you just laughed out loud till your stomach hurt? And I was like, I do that every day Mm. now. She's like, creates laughter therapy for me (laughs) because of how wonderful she is. So that definitely brightens my day. Oh my goodness. For sure. So many things just in that first one. Uh, I know <laughs> you're the deer whisperer, your little golden fur nugget, just belly laughing and how laughter helps us so much. My day is brighter just from hearing that. Okay. So if you're a category well, you. girl, we've got two more. What's the second one? Yeah. So I would say the second one, because I am a positive psychologist would be physical activity. Mm-hmm. So any type of physical activity, I will focus this one though, on specifically walks on the beach. So again, when I am able to visit my mom, she lives on the coast and she lives very near the beach. And this one contains a lot of reasons why it brightens my day. Not only is it the beach, it's gorgeous. That's like my happy place. No offense, Disneyland, my restorative place. It helps me practice mindfulness because I will go and I will be so in my head and realize I'm walking along the ocean and have not yet heard the waves. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a gut check for me Mm -hmm. of, am I in this moment Mm -hmm. or am I still in my head? So obviously just getting out, getting fresh air, being in nature has such a positive impact that anytime I am able to go and walk on the beach and just take that in, I always just say, thank you. Thank you to myself for showing up. And thank you just like out to, you know, God, the universe, whatever, like, thank you for this gorgeous place and this opportunity to experience this moment and this activity. Yes. Well, I'm with you, the beach, the ocean, it is such a restorative, happy place for me as well. But I always say it's because I'm a Pisces. What's your sign? (laughs) Um, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm a sea goat. So it kind of (laughs) works. Kind of works. I love it. Yeah. Okay. What's your third thing that's brightened your day? So this was hard for me because I wanted to, I was like, can I have four? When I was little, (laughs) I used to negotiate. It's like, you can have one cookie. And I said, make it two. So 
I'm trying to debate like family has definitely brightened my day and they do every day. And I think I'll focus there. That's a good one. I have spent a lot of, you know, kind of my adult life, either living away from family, going to school or working or whatever it is. And that to me has been one of the silver linings to the pandemic, as awful as it has been in many ways, is the opportunity. It allowed me the opportunity personally, I actually put all my stuff in storage and I moved in with family. Mm. And I had to wait a little while until I knew it was safe to do so. But I felt really isolated. And I'm an introvert. I've lived alone a long time. Like (laughs) I love it. But just the need for social connection and almost lost my brother right at the very beginning to COVID. At least we think that's what it was. And, Mm. you know, remembering just how precious and how short life is, how little time we really have with our loved ones. We don't know how long we have. And so the opportunity to get to spend more time with family has just been the best. And, you know, in terms of like brightening my day, you know, more recently, I've just been so grateful for the fact that I am able to create all of these wonderful memories, especially with my mom. She's 76, just turned 76 and time I would not have had with her Mm -hmm. had, you know, the pandemic not come and made me kind of reevaluate some things like a lot of people have to be able to just go, you know, between my brother and his wife's house with the kiddos and my niece and nephew, or to be with my mom of being in those moments with them more often has been the best. And I just recently watching silly Hallmark movies, that's our guilty pleasure (laughs) with my mom. And every day that I'm able to do that, I think this is one more day I might not have had to do that had I not made this change. Yes. So I've been so, so grateful for that. And just try, I'm trying to practice what I preach of like, tell people that you're yes. grateful, <laughs> like yes. spread it, <laughs> let them know. Yes. And savoring each moment. And also it goes back to your beginning statements around when you can find the good in something, you can yeah. move forward. What's the alternative? The deficit management is to just look for the problems. And then that's all you find is more problems. Yeah, that's what I tell my students all the time. In my very first positive psychology lecture, I talk about, I've been kind of improv into it, right? It's that yes and model. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we need all this information from what psychology has studied up until, you know, we started with positive psychology kind of, you know, late 1990s and early 2000s. But it's more than that. We need more than that. And not to get into toxic positivity of just smile and be happy and, and discount, you know, what is difficult but have space for both. So Mm -hmm. acknowledge the things that have been difficult or that you have lost or that you're grieving because of the pandemic, but it isn't all bad. Mm -hmm. Don't stop there. Right. Don't stop there. Yes. And what are some of the good things that you can identify? Because that helps you build resilience to get through and to better times, hopefully, or even if things kind of just keep going along as they are, you've built a better picture, a bigger picture that is more encompassing of all emotions, of all experiences, like a wider range of what it is that we go through. Yes. And I love that. Yes. And yes, I'm feeling, or I notice that I'm feeling X. And what is that telling me about my situation right now or about myself and using that to help us move on. We have to, we have to keep moving on. In fact, I heard someone say resilience is not bouncing back. It's bouncing forward. And I love thinking about that. 
Yeah. It's like post-traumatic growth of your, you know, becoming sort of stronger in the broken places as, as they say. And you and I talked about Susan David, and I love that um, Mm -hmm. her Ted talk of, you know, I'm noticing that I'm feeling and emotions as data. If I'm feeling grief or disappointment, that tells me what I value. That tells me what's meaningful to me or what I wish had happened. That gives me guidance for what direction do I want to move in or what do I want to have more of in my life? If I'm grieving the loss of, you know, an in-person dance class, that means that it means a lot to me, Mm -hmm. that I love that. And I want to bring that back when I can or something, bring that around again, if I'm able to do that. So it's just not discounting any of it, including all of it, because it gives you a richer story than if you just look at things from one perspective. Well, well, you and I could go on for hours (laughs) Hours. we totally have a similar passion and a love for what we do. But for now, let's say yes. And thank you for being a guest on my podcast, Jessica. And thank you for brightening my day. Thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.